My name is Tim Barkholtz. I work for ExxonMobil, and I'm working on technology for CO2 capture. At ExxonMobil, we're working on a range of solutions, including a new way to capture carbon at natural gas power plants. Learn more at energyfactor.com. This is Stephen Adams. And this is Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> you Kevin Durant, mate. <laughs> Good to see you, mate. Different complexion. Okay, let's go again. So, this is Stephen Adams. And this is Ennis Cantor. You're listening to the Down to Earth. Down to Dunk podcast. What? Down to, down to Dunk. Down to Dunk. I'll down say that. Dunk. Introduce yourself, mate. Here's Stephen Adams, and I'm Ennis Cantor, and you're listening to Down to Dunk podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of DailyThunder.com, also All Mighty Baller Radio. Today, I've got the hot ham man. John Ham. is it October 17th yet? We're getting there. Man. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be here before you know it. It's just two months. <laughs> two months. I don't know if I can wait that long, especially after <laughs> this deal. How much more excited is everybody for the NBA season now? Especially that that's the first game that opens the season is the Kyrie Irving against LeBron James. So amazing. And yeah, it'll probably be the last Eastern Conference game of the season, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Okay, so yesterday, big trade. There's been, I think, at least seven emergency pods sent about this already. (laughs) Uh, This is not an emergency pod. This is a regularly scheduled podcast. Um, But what are your thoughts on the trade, John? You know, I think I am probably a little bit higher on Kyrie than some people. Now, I don't think he's... I don't think he's MVP material. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I also I also think he's probably one of the the fifteen best players in the game. I know he didn't make an All NBA team, but mm-hmm. um, it, or, or at least you know you, you can make a strong case to put him somewhere in that conversation. So anyway, um, I've, I've always been a little bit higher on him than I think a lot of people. But still, for Cleveland to come out of this with an adequate replacement, in addition to you know, the wing player that they really needed to add in addition to a draft asset, in addition to saving a bunch of luxury tax money in the process. Um, Oh, and they got a big man too. I guess he's okay. I don't know yet, but um, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a deal that you look at and say, okay, yeah. I mean, both teams, you know, benefited from it. Boston might've overpaid a little bit, but it it works out for both teams. At least today, it looks like a major overpay. And right. we may look back in like three years when Kyrie Irving is like a like the twelfth best player in the NBA, and mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas might be like a backup by then, and maybe they only got like the eighth pick in the draft, and then LeBron's gone and the Cavs suck, and be like, oh, well, actually that was pretty good for Boston. But today, yeah. like yeah. it, it gives the Cavs so many more avenues to success now. And in the future too, because I mean, this that pick could be really good. I think something that's happened over the summer and over like this 
you know, a few hours after this trade is I feel like people are just like massively overrating Brooklyn. They're like, oh, well, this could be uh, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be pretty good. Are, are they really? Like, what I, what, yeah. what makes people think? I just don't know what makes people think that. And a lot of people are like, well, they have no incentive to tank. Well, they also really don't have that many good players. And they're, they're just <laughs> right. not very good. Like the, <laughs> even though if they don't have an incentive, like, they still are not going to win a lot of games. And they right. traded their best player. Like, Brooke Lopez was very good for them last season. And some people, like, just gloss over that. You know, D'Angelo Russell, like, he didn't help the Lakers win last season. And, like, basically, like, their only hope is, like, if Jeremy Lin is healthy all season um, and Damari Carroll is healthy. But, like, I, I'm not hopeful for either of those things. It's just weird. No, no. I mean, I, I just don't see how the team that won 20 games last season is going to win, like, 35. Yeah, there's or, no way. Or 30. I mean, I, I just I just don't see it. So, um, yeah, my hunch is that this is probably a top three pick, top four at the worst, um, yeah. you know, next season. And, yeah, then that's a pick they can hang on to. And, I mean, the draft class for next season, I, sometimes we get overhyped way in advance about a draft class. Yeah. Like the, the 2014 draft that supposedly had like seven franchise-type players. Right. And it really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, Luka Doncic, and you've got Michael Porter. Um, there, there are some guys in this next draft that you know that is something that obviously Cleveland could benefit from, or if they get close to the trade deadline, you know, they could dangle that pick um, and go make one big, you know, another major move. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, it sets them up very well. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it makes them a lot more interesting a lot of people are like well lebron's staying now baby no more <laughs> lakers talk and it's like well okay and you tweeted yeah. you tweeted this last night that um that's dan gilbert like he's still there like that's he's still that's, there that's the problem that's been the problem that was one of the reasons why he left and it's one of the reasons why he is considering leaving again and right you know there's just a lot there's a lot to unfold this nba season i, I just hope that we don't get caught trying to look forward i feel like that's that's a lot of the nba like the intrigue and the excitement comes from like looking forward to like what could happen um Mm -hmm. and like we're already wanting to fast forward this season but there's this season is going to be so much fun you're going to have like the lebron questions all season you get to see like this new new look calves what do they look like you got the cat or the celtics and how what do they look like they're they're a completely different team they're bringing back like four guys from their eastern conference finals team and they're going to be completely different and you got the thunder the rocket like this is an incredibly interesting season and i hope that we don't get caught just trying to look to next summer because it's going to be a super fun season yeah and that's if if you look at this from boston standpoint now i think kyrie irving is probably a more impactful player than jimmy butler or paul george would have been now you if you want to make the argument that those guys are better two-way players and you know i i totally get that but kyrie irving from the point guard position I feel like that is a guy that's going to impact the game more. I mean, it kind of goes back to when the Thunder drafted Russell Westbrook because they felt like that he was going to be able to, you know, to impact the game more than like a Brooke Lopez. Um, sure. So, yeah, I mean, there's it's it's interesting because I go back to, you know, before the draft and before free agency. I mean, there was a lot of talk on the radio about how Boston kind of holds all the cards here and um, 
which way are they going to go, you know, and mm-hmm. what are they going to do? And because they, they had so many avenues available to them, they could, you know, I remember uh, at the trade deadline last year, Cleveland was convinced they were about to go get George and Butler. Right. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. And, you know, now they have Hayward and they have Irving and then, they, you know, Al Horford, who's, I think, kind of underrated um, for what he does. And yeah, yeah, he is. And they've and they've got a nice stable of they got some young guys with some role players too. So yeah, I mean I just again I just think it makes a lot of sense. I just I'm still a little bit shocked that this was the trade that they coughed up that Brooklyn pick for. Right. Yeah. And to me, I was expecting the Celtics to take pretty much the same team they had, minus maybe one or two players, and add on Hayward and then Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. or Hayward mm-hmm. and Paul George or Hayward and whoever. Uh, but they like dismantled their team to add two stars. And now they're left with like Marcus Smart and a bunch of young guys that we don't even know if they're any good. Like they're a lot of them are projected to be, but none of them have played yeah. in the NBA. A lot of rookies. Uh, you got Marcus Morris who like, he's a, he's a solid player. Uh, but I don't know. Like they, they've got a lot of work to do in Boston, and I just don't think that this makes them better than the Cavaliers this season. And maybe that's not the goal. Maybe the goal is like down the road. And, and if that's the case, then I think it does make them better. But I'm not convinced that the Celtics have any top ten players on their team. And in this NBA, you don't win a title or even come close to it if you don't have one or two or three top 10 players on your team and they just don't have it. Yeah. I mean, unless Kyrie, you know, this is the opportunity he's been looking for. I mean, unless this opens it up and all of a sudden next season, we're just wowed. I mean, we've seen guys that come up out of nowhere, you know, that we, you know, Steph Curry comes to mind. Um, so it's yeah. possible that in a new system and, you know, maybe I'm not saying he was you know, held back by LeBron by any stretch, but yeah, I feel like I feel like Kyrie Irving is a really really good NBA player. So you know, we'll see. Uh, he and Hayward and, and Horford, like I say, I kind of I kind of like that trio. And uh, but yeah, those young guys, you know, they need Yabu and they need uh, Ojale and Brown and and obviously they're very high on Jason Tatum. I mean, yeah. they shook up their draft right. <laughs> to go get him. So yeah, it's just it's it's weird because you feel like. I mean, if you listen to anybody that knows what they're talking about with the draft, like Markel Fultz, like he's the one out of this draft that has a chance to be a top 10 player. Like, I don't know right. that many people that think like Tatum could be that guy. And we know that like Jimmy Butler and Paul George are a lot closer to being top 10 players than, um, than Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving are. And it's just, it's just odd because you just, I just, it felt like they were so close it felt like this team was like on the verge of being able to overtake what the what the Cavs had because they're in such turmoil. But it feels like they took a lot of steps back and then took steps forward. And maybe they're about as good as they were last season, but maybe they just have a team that's better equipped to score in the fourth quarter. But mm-hmm. I, I don't I just don't know that they're I just don't know that if they're better than they were. Yeah, I, th- I think they might be a little bit better, but. I was expecting them to just add to what they had and just become even better. And then then you're looking at a team that is for sure the best in the East. And then, you know, maybe they can get a game or two off 
uh, Golden State. And but I just don't, man. I, I do I do not see that team competing with Golden State at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that's the era we're in right now. Who really can push Golden State to five or six games? Right. Um, you but, know, if you, but if you NBA added Jimmy Butler and Hayward to that team without having to give up everything they did, you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like that sure. team that team could possibly, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be really interesting. So, yeah. but you know, too, I can understand from a contractual standpoint uh, Isaiah Thomas going into the last year of his deal. Sure, if there's hesitation on. I mean, I don't think he's just going to walk in and get a max contract next summer, but still, it's going to require a lot of money to re-sign him. Maybe there was a lot of a lot of hesitation there. Feel like if we're going to invest that type of money, we'd rather invest it in Kyrie Irving. Um, so, and then they still have, you know, they'll have the Lakers pick next season as well. Right. That's something else they have to work with, and. Mm-hmm because they got that as part of the false trades. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand from from those angles as well where Boston might have went this direction instead. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's all about kind of like a more of a long-term play than it is for this next season. Because for this sure. next season, I just don't know how much better they are. Long-term, like maybe Jason Tatum is like an all-star level player, and then mm-hmm. maybe they can get somebody in the draft next season, although they gave up their best draft asset to get uh, Kyrie Irving. I don't know. It's I I feel like they had such a weird summer. I just feel like it's it's just <laughs> very weird when you look at all the transactions they made with what they started with. I mean, you just feel like the the sky's the limit and then you end up with this team that like is a good team that a lot of people would love to have, but it's I just don't think that it's anywhere close to what the expectations were from Celtics fans. Yeah, I, I, there's probably no doubt about that. I'd like to thank Anchor Down for sponsoring today's show. Go to Anchor Down. You get these chili cheese tots. They have melted jack cheese, chili, fresh green onion, fresh jalapeno, and ghost pepper ranch on their delicious crispy tots. And it's so good. If you want to see these tots before you eat them, follow Anchor Down on Instagram. You can follow them on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, Anchor Down OKC. They're located in downtown Oklahoma City in Deep Deuce off 2nd Street. Uh, it's just a cool place to go. They have a great patio. The inside is cool, too. They have a great bar with a great beer selection. Their food is just quality food. And if you want to examine the quality of their food, you got to get their Cobb salad. It's so delicious. I really want one right now. I'm recording this in the morning, but I would eat it now because it's just that good. Fresh ingredients, really just quality food at Anchor Down. If you're looking for a late night spot as well on the weekend or weeknight, they serve food till 1 a.m. So go check out Anchor Down. That's pretty rare. There's not many places downtown that serve food that late. So always keep them in mind and go check out Anchor Down. Um, okay, so the rookie survey, this is just kind of, it's it's mostly meaningless, but it's just kind of a fun thing that the, that the NBA does every year where they get the rookie class together, they have them take pictures, and then they survey the class to see what does everyone think about the people, your peers, and then they also ask a question about like their favorite NBA players. Uh, Terrence Ferguson actually came up a couple times. He was voted the third best shooter in the class, and then voted as the second best athlete in the class, 
which I, I mean, that's pretty cool, I guess. I mean, ultimately it doesn't mean anything, but to have your peers think that about you is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that. Um, <laughs> I mean, that pretty much sums up why the Thunder drafted him, right? Because yeah. he's athletic and he can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And some people have been, a lot of people will look at his shooting stats from Australia and be like, well, the dude can't even shoot. Can't even do mm-hmm. anything. But like, if you'll go back and look at his high school career, just if if you have any questions about his shooting potential, just go watch that Nike Hoop Summit game where he just just killed it. He was lights out from downtown. He was the best player in that game. Um, I'm still skeptical of what he can be in the NBA, um, but he's got the potential to be like a three and D wing. Uh, which if this team does stay together, if they're able to keep Paul George and Russell Westbrook and kind of grow together, like he's a guy that could plug in and be like a really big asset. And then you not only have like Alex Sabrinas as like a really great knockdown shooter, then you bring in Terrence Ferguson and like, that's, that's a big deal. So it's, it's, it's good. I don't think we'll see much of him this season. Um, But it's it's nice to have another guy at the end of the bench with potential. I mean, this has always been what Sam Presti does. Is he's got the the end of his bench is just guys that could be a part of the rotation and could be good and are all young. And I think that's I think that's a great way to build your team because I think that some teams like the Cavaliers get to the end of like we got James Jones on the end of the bench and we got all these guys who have basically they have they're way past their prime and they're just kind of locker room presence and maybe they can shoot it a little bit. But I kind of like the way that Sam Presti's handled the end of his bench. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I'm sure that Ferguson's going to get a ton of time with the blue. We've talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you really take away from that? I don't know. I, I was I was trying to find Jeremy Lamb's D League stats because I feel like he averaged like 20 a game in the D League or something. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, there's <laughs> obviously it's not just going to be points per game. I mean, there's right. other things like you know shooting form or you know things that people will be looking for sure. uh, from the D league. But uh, yeah, I mean, basically kind of lines up, you know, spells out why exactly they, uh, they went after him. Yeah. Uh, the other notable thing from the rookie survey, they asked the question, who's your favorite player in the league? Number one, LeBron James. Number two, Russell Westbrook. Three was Kawhi Leonard. Four was James Harden. And then Kevin Durant and Draymond Green tied with like 5% of the votes. Then Anthony Davis on down. And then I guess Dwight Howard got a vote, which is super weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but Russ, way more popular with these with this crop of guys. LeBron James, way more popular. Steph Curry, not to be found on the list. Um, it's interesting. It's kind of interesting because all these guys, these are the players that they watched growing up. I mean, these are, you know, kids that were born in the 90s and they were watching, you know, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and LeBron James and all these guys. This is who they watched as teenagers, you know, growing, going up through high school. And so it's, it's interesting that that's those are the guys that they land on. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then apparently, I mean, again, you're talking about last year's class versus this year's class or what have you. But Kevin Durant took, what, a 24 percent drop? Yeah, in one year in, in terms of popularity. And mm-hmm. I mean, look, his jersey sales, I think, are just fine. So I don't I don't sure. know how indicative that is of, you know, anything grander. But anyway, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, 
and maybe they're just all kind of prisoners of the moment like everyone else. I mean, Russ just, you know, had this triple-double MVP season, and yeah. maybe that plays into it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, last season they also thought that Chris Dunn would be the rookie of the year. So, Ooh, man, uh, well, if they saw him in Vegas like we did, that's probably why he was awesome in Vegas. <laughs> he was not awesome <laughs> in in the real league. Yeah, it's, and I think you're right. It's all about you know being a prisoner of the moment type of deal. Where Kevin Durant last season was the most popular player among that rookie class. Mm-hmm. Um, getting 29% of the vote. And then, like, Carmelo was number two, which is weird. And um, Westbrook was three. So, Westbrook is always pretty high on this list. Um, yeah. Tied yeah. for fifth last season, LaMarcus Aldridge. That's weird. That's strange. <laughs> That's Very weird, strange. Weird choice. Um, okay, last kind of news item. There was an article written. Uh, was it on Sports Illustrated? I don't remember what platform i think it was sports illustrated about the the workouts between kevin durant uh, lebron james jr smith and our very own ennis Cantor took place uh this took place in new york city and uh Cantor kind of opened up about it a little bit and i think the funniest quote from it was whenever the guy called and told him that you know kevin and lebron are going to be working working out tomorrow um with us and he said make sure you put me on lebron's team <laughs> it was like oh man like i love you and it's like and it's you're the best like Ennis Kanter is the best he's just the very best you know i look i i'm sure that is uh some saltiness yeah um, yeah maybe he just wanted to be on lebron's team i think that maybe I, I honestly think the answer is he wants to be on LeBron's team and doesn't want to be on Kevin's team. I think that that's probably, <laughs> probably multi-factor, but <laughs> that's the answer. Oh, Ennis, that is, yeah, that's so good. The dude keeps it real. He does. And he said that he was working on his like lateral quickness and defending in space and stuff. And if you, uh, unfortunately, if you go watch the videos of the practice, uh, it, it doesn't seem to be working out <laughs> too well. <laughs> it's funny because you read the article and you're like, oh, great. Like, he's really working yeah. on his defense. And then you watch the tape and you're like, oh, he's the same in a scanner that he always was. Yeah. And look, it's just the reality. I mean, some Ennis is going to be what he is on defense. I mean, there's just not yep. going to be a breakthrough. Right. Um, and I remember when following some guys in Utah, when he was traded to the Thunder uh, that covered him in Utah, they said, no, I, I don't think he's ever going to be a good defensive player mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they saw the same stuff that we're seeing now that the footwork just isn't there. Just, yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know. He's not able to, maybe he can't read things that well. I, I think mostly it has to do with <laughs> just his footwork. Right. But it is. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's that whole thing on, you know, I'm going to put on 10 pounds this summer, 10 pounds of muscle, and I'm in the best shape of my life. And, you know, everyone is is cured over the summer, supposedly, exactly. and then the season starts and not so much. Yeah, it's all optimism. I remember preseason last year, uh, Andre Robertson was like dishing out assists like crazy and was leading yes. the break and like all this stuff. And we we're just like, man, like new Andre, like he's confident now he's ready to take over this role. And it's like, Oh, okay. He's the same old Andre. So I remember, <laughs> I remember confidence watch. I definitely remember yes. that because, yes. uh, that was the first two preseason games overseas. Yep. Uh, and yeah, he, you're right. I mean, it looked like, Oh my gosh, you know, Dre's kind of unleashed and he looks so much 
Oh, he's so comfortable. I mean, he's just snug as a bug in a rug and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he became record scratch Dre again. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Anything? Anything else? Any any other uh, opinions or thoughts on some news items before we go to some some TQs? Not really. I mean, we're just all um, just trying to get through the month and trying to get to training camp, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see what else the NBA has to throw at us between now and then. So great, the NBA, so fun. Uh, first question from at Johnny for USC. He asks is. PG-13 for the Nets pick plus someone else. A stupid idea. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I mean, at least not right now. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no... I I can't see any way the Thunder would just turn around and trade Paul George now um, after they, you know, after everything that they've invested to get him here and and no. I mean, you get close to the trade deadline and something, you got a 500 team maybe yeah um maybe yeah i mean it would take like russell westbrook like denouncing the thunder as an organization and just right saying that you know this place will never win we're never gonna win here you gotta get me out of here like things would have to just completely just blow up and then maybe they would sell off everything and then that would be like obviously the Cavs would love to do something like that and i think it would be favorable to the thunder as well if something if everything went wrong but Listen, uh, Paul George hadn't played a game for the Thunder yet. <laughs> Let's not trade yeah. him away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... And I know some people are thinking forward because everyone's already also trying to get Boogie or Anthony Davis to the Cavs um, right. with that pick winding up in their hands. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of like you said, let's let's the things unfold a little bit. I mean, it's very difficult to predict trades like a day in advance, much less <laughs> months in advance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from at Splash Myers, over under 8.5 rebounds per game for Russell Westbrook next season. I'm going to take the over because I don't think Russ is going to be able to help himself. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he will. Um, yeah. I just, I honestly think that I, I feel like the guy is wired um, to getting this rebounds, getting these assists. He can score at, you know, any given time, but I, I don't know. I, I need to, I need to see, um, We'll see how the season goes, but I feel like he's going to be wired to go chase down rebounds and, and accumulate the stats. Yeah, and I'm kind of done doubting Russell Westbrook and his ability to do things. So uh, I didn't think he would get a triple double last season. No, I didn't either. Mm-mm. But it would take a strategy change from the Thunder, in which case they might. Like they might not need to do. They might not need to try to play as fast this season now that they actually have like shooters on the floor they've got another guy that can score maybe they don't need to try to play as fast because i felt like if they got into a half court set with their team last season they were screwed mm-hmm. oh just, yeah i just certainly. don't think that's the case anymore and maybe they're not going to tell adams and patterson and all those guys to block out for russ anymore like they did last season because it was a lot of him grabbing boards was team strategy and it made the most sense for that team that was all it was all on russ and now it's not anymore so it just there is a, some doubt in my mind i said i was done doubting russell westbrook there <laughs> there is some doubt in my mind um that it's that he's going to go nuts like he did 
last yeah. season. I'm trying to look at what his rebounds were prior. So he went from, let's see, to seven. He was at seven point eight. That was his highest prior to last season. Then he jumped from seven point eight to ten. I think eight and a half is like probably like a good number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why yeah. it's the over under. Um, yeah, I I would I, almost say slightly under just because I do think that. Paul George is a good rebounder. Patrick Patterson also a solid rebounder, and I don't I don't think they're going to feel the pressure to not let the half court defense set up anymore because mm-hmm. now now you have two guys that can score on anybody. So that and right now it's August, so whatever. Yeah, no, I mean I so like a little point counterpoint. I remember early in the season last year. Uh, I was chatting with with Darnell Mayberry before one of the Thunder games mm-hmm. um, because that you know it was a topic about you know Russell Westbrook collecting the rebounds and the team you know allowing that to happen and yeah you know one of the reasons given was a lot of what you said um, Russ gets the rebound he's able to charge down court quicker Darnell's counterpoint to that was I mean we're taught even back in high school the fastest way to move the basketball is to pass it. Yeah. If you get if the big man gets the ball and he outlets and then you get another pass and you're bang bang down court in like three seconds, mm-hmm. um, and so that was Darnell's counterpoint, which is very valid. Yeah. So I, I do I do kind of get the idea that, and I think there's probably numbers to back it up that you know the Thunder offense was more efficient when Russell Westbrook you know rebounded and charged down court, but yeah. I I don't know I I, st- I still think the guy is wired um, to fill up the box score. Oh and I, yeah. Yeah, and so that's why I think that I, I'm going to take the over on that sure. on that 8.5. Well, and to Darnell's point, there are more passers on this team now. There were like none last season. Sure. Like if yeah. Stephen Adams is going to grab the if he's going to grab the rebound, there's one guy he's trying to find, and mm-hmm. that's and that's why you can't play fast like that. You know, like you throw it yeah. to Andre Robertson, and he's just going to stop. You know, you throw it to <laughs> Demonis Sabonis, and he's going to be fearful for his life. And mm-hmm. Like it's just you, now you can throw it to like Patrick Patterson will, can put the ball on the floor a little bit, and mm-hmm. obviously Paul George is another guy that you can easily look for, and Russ. Um, so I, I just think that it, everything just everything will just be easier. Like there were just I just feel like there will just be sighs of relief this season with with the team, just because. Every, they had to work so hard for everything last season, it felt like. Like, yeah. points, at some points in that season, it felt like it was so difficult for them to score. And I just, that just won't be the case anymore, which is great. Hopefully not, yeah. Uh, this is from at Austin S1027. How dope would a KD versus Russ and a LeBron versus Kyrie Conference Finals be? <laughs> uh it, it would be it would be pretty cool if that happened um yeah i mean there's no i mean from, from the storyline standpoint definitely yeah um so but i mean you know too i mean it would also be if you had a you know if you had the warriors versus rockets because i you know i think the rockets would probably be about as potent as they were last season i think mm-hmm. um We'll see if they can if they can make the conference finals, but even that would be, uh, you know, that would be an interesting matchup as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if it turned out the way that suggested. Yeah, the ratings would be through the roof for the conference yeah. finals, and the East finals I think would be very very good. 
the West Finals, I am skeptical until I see it happen. <laughs> whether anybody has a shot (laughs) against them. So the ratings will be high just because Kevin versus old team. But the downside to that is, man, at least so far, every time the Warriors play the Thunder, they have never played harder. Never, never, ever. And that's like kind of terrifying. (laughs) Right. Um, Oh, yeah. They've got some silly message they need to prove. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, Last question from at Drinking Tea. With the Cavs and talk for Isaiah Thomas, this already happened, um, and people close to LeBron thinking D Wade is going to sign with the Cavs, are they going for the all team no defense? <laughs> if we look at Cleveland, what? I mean, Tristan Thompson, um, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder can defend, and LeBron James. And LeBron James can defend, uh, Kyle Corver cannot. Amon, Amon Shumpert supposedly can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jared Smith is not bad when he's motivated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek Rose, not so much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. If I'm the Cavs, I think I'm still trying to see if I can package up Shumpert and Channing Fry and go get something. Yeah. And, that, I mean, to me, that's – I don't even know if I would go get Carmelo Anthony if I were them because I'm not sure where he would fit in on that team but yeah. like that's the most i would i would offer up for him and uh yeah yeah and you know maybe d wade gets bought out and if you can just add Dwayne wade to your team at no cost like you have to do it like the, sure. the Cavs have to do that yeah. and he should come off the bench and he should be able to like alleviate some of like the strange pressure that Derrick Rose is going to feel this season on the Cavs. Like, it just feels like, can we just, like, get Derrick Rose off the Cavs? Like, does he does he have to come? Does he have to be a part of this? Like, he already passed his physical. Yeah. It's, it's odd. And yeah. it's... It's going to be weird. Our uh, our guy Snotty Drippin was saying something about how he's Derrick Rose is going to think that he's competing with Isaiah Thomas for the starting spot um, yeah. for next season. And that's just kind of sad. Like, that's just a sad thought. Yeah, kind of is. Kind of definitely is. I mean, I, I think Rose coming off the bench, I think at this point in his career, I think that's for a contender. I think this is the perfect role for him. But, yeah. man, good luck, Ty Lue. You got, you've got some uh, – yeah. Got some egos to juggle there. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but the NBA just got more fun, and it's it's going to keep going. I'm, I'm super excited for this season. Uh, we can follow you, John, at John M. Ham on Twitter. Uh, you got anything cooking? Are you doing any radio right now? What's going on? No, it's, it's kind of dead at the moment, which is fine. It gives me time to catch my breath and take care of some other things. And it's a little, little downtime right now, but things should start firing back up again here in the next month. Yes. Uh, please come to our trivia night Thursday night at Anthem Brewing. It's going to be really fun. We have a bunch of Thunder trivia prepared. Luke's prepared uh, so far about 10 questions, and they're all super weird, and they're all pretty funny. Uh, so I don't know how you'll prepare for those, but just try to get your mind right. Uh, come do a trivia night. We'll have uh, prizes there for you for those who win. Uh, Anthem obviously has a lot of their uh, beers that you can't get in stores at their tap room. So come check that out. Just come hang out with us. Uh, 7 o'clock Thursday night at Anthem Brewing in downtown Oklahoma City. And uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review if you've got some time. And I hope you have a great Wednesday. Wednesday.